This podcast may contain adult themes and language. Please check with the closest adult before consuming. Welcome back. Hey, how's it going? We've been busy. Very busy. What have we been doing? What have we been doing, George? Uh, most recently, I've been trying to write a lab report for my class and um, recover from a two-day migraine. All right. And this is, to be truthful, this is the first episode we've uh, done le- in... Like at least two weeks, two, I would say. Two weeks, Two yeah. weeks, so. Okay, so we are... Last Sunday we were, or the Sunday before last. There's been a lot of junk happening. Uh, I guess we should applaud ourselves or give ourselves a round of applause. And hopefully you do too, because we just started a business. We did start a business. Not a podcast business. We're already in that business. We started a barbecue business, thanks to George's cooking skills. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, go. This is how I see how it started happening, okay? Yeah. I was at work, and I was texting you and Lucy. Okay. And I was like, I wonder... Because you came over for the Super Bowl when I cooked that brisket. Yeah. And she everybody did. enjoyed the brisket. We've got videos. And we were like, we should mm-hmm. sell this. Yeah. And so I remember. It started one, before that. What? It had to have started before no, that. No, because that was the first time Lucy ever had no. my barbecue. Well, that's the first time she had it, but we had to have had this idea beforehand. No? Okay. Keep going. Keep going. That was the first time I remember all the three of us. Okay. That makes sense. There you go. And so you guys, I was working. I worked nights. And so you guys came over one day and I I was like, I wonder if we could sell. And you were like, well, we need to do this and this. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, we need that and that and that. And Mm -hmm. Lucy was like, well, we need this, that and this. And then Lucy pulls out her laptop and starts taking notes. Mm -hmm. So without even really having a conversation about it, the three of us just started working together on the project. Yeah. And uh, we finally, it's come to the point where last week we finally became an official LLC. We are... We have all the official numbers. Yeah. We don't have all the resources we need to execute. No. <laughs> we're learning as we go. But it's we, a process. We do have um, all the legal documents that say we're an official California... Yeah. Uh, what's the term? Uh, recognized, I reco- suppose. We're recognized by the Secretary of... Um, some state secretary of commerce secretary state it's one of the secretaries that we are actually trying to form a business and we're trying to do things we have a name we have uh what else do we have have dcq yeah dcq welcome Welcome to the world it's our baby dcq we're three-way baby she is still crying she is (laughs) has nobody smacked her yet Uh, we're still (laughs) getting through there i smacked her that whole weekend are you kidding me so we've had two services two successful (laughs) uh, fairly successful services i mean for starting business I would say one service. The first one was kind of more like a giveaway. The giveaway was probably the most <laughs> was the <laughs> one where the most people came up. Uh, we had a bunch of people try it and give us feedback on the meat. And the cool thing is, we are being allowed to run out of a bar for free in Oakland, downtown Oakland. Amazing. Shout out to the Payback for Seriously. really helping out a young. So the Payback yes. in uh, so on Seventeenth and Franklin in downtown Oakland. Yeah, is a black-owned business. It's a bar. They have a really nice front bar. Oh, yeah. It's like an average size front bar, but then there's a whole area in the back mm-hmm. where uh, it's like a skee-ball. Games, yeah. A skee-ball yeah, league that they host there, some uh, party games and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they also have um, a pretty nice size kitchen. Yep. Uh, we didn't really do any cooking on, well, we cooked the potato chips on site. Oh, God, but, yeah. But we'll the, barbecue was, the barbecue was all off site. But uh, shout out to Free for helping um, a young burgeoning business try to get off their butt. Free for reals. If you ever listen to this or hear this, you are so thanked. You, I will buy you something soon. Some flowers, some chocolate, whatever you like. Yeah, there's gratitude. Seriously, I appreciate it. Yeah, we all do. All we, three of us. <laughs> we are going through learning pains with this business. We are trying to figure out sides to cook. 
our second service who tried to make potato chips but i was doing it offhand i was doing it so i kind of was like let's learn as we go because <laughs> i haven't done this in like a two years or so <laughs> uh first rack burnt them all <laughs> second rack well, we're getting somewhere and you third rack started learning you weren't <laughs> the only person to burn something we were <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i forgot you were trying to make some uh what was it kale it was kale oh, so God. <laughs> i uh i had kale on the burner and i was like don't forget the kale don't forget the kale don't forget the kale don't forget the kale it's right behind me and i'm yep. trying to trim the barbecue and set everything up and then all of a sudden i turn like i turn around it must have been a second and a half before <laughs> i caught on fire it's just flames so <laughs> like you said don't forget the kale to yourself for 15 minutes <laughs> went up in fucking flames it was hilarious everything was black son uh good thing we weren't actually trying to make kale for service it was just a test it was a test because i wanted to show them how i cook kale yeah so how i cook kale is i leave it on the burner until it catches on fire yeah <laughs> so we might have to uh watch out with that one. that's how, apparently how i cook kale it's a uh, cancer causing kale <laughs> uh what else uh what I, else with this business i call it emulated kale emulated kale. <laughs> sounds like a move in a video game <laughs> Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> it's Nappa's move. Kale's a character in fucking That's right. Dragon Ball. That's right. Which he goes a fucking <laughs> just a little girl running to you on fire. <laughs> Not Silent Hill. Dragon Jesus Ball Fighters. <laughs> what else? What other things? What do you like about this business? That what's going on? What 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 do you like? I started cooking. Two em. black guys and one mixed. We're all mixed. Yeah, I guess, we're all. But she's yeah. not black, so we're all on the American diaspora here. Yeah, we're three Americans trying to start yeah. the dream, baby. How about that? How about we go with that? No race involved. Three Americans. That's. I think that's a race nowadays. <laughs> um, I started cooking barbecue years ago. Yeah. In San Diego. So okay. when let me let me back up by first saying, you can't cook barbecue with gas. Okay. How come? That's all. I'll ask. Because Why? barbecue needs smoke. Okay. You need that is that flavor? Yeah. Smoke okay. is a flavor ingredient. Okay. Smoke is a spice in barbecue. It's cool. In my opinion, right? You can put barbecue rub on some chicken and put it in the oven. Yeah. But that's not barbecue. Okay. That's baked chicken with barbecue rub on it. Okay, okay. That makes sense. There's no smoke. You need the smoke. I get you on that. So when I first started cooking barbecue, I was cooking on a gas grill. Yeah. And it wasn't barbecue because it wasn't smoke. I would marinate the ribs and I had a nice little rub and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, I mean they tasted good, but it wasn't really complete. Okay. It was very, it was like me experimenting with stuff. And I started, it's like reading on the internet and watching, there was a show that came on television called Barbecue Pitmasters. That, so you can't really learn a lot from the show of Barbecue Pitmasters. Okay. Like they're not going to give you rubs and secret ingredients and shit like that. Yeah. One of the things that I learned, first of all, you need smoke to cook barbecue. Yeah. Secondly, you can cook good barbecue a thousand different ways. That sounds, yeah. Each per, okay. I mean, it's food. Food is a perspective thing. You can make bad food by burning it, but like if you make it right and it's your way, it's your way. Somebody's going to like it. Somebody might not like it. But I mean, there are people who are like, you can only cook at a certain temperature. And then I've seen people, I mean, again, it's television, but I've seen people win the television show cooking it anywhere from 225 to 325. Like you can cook out, you can uh, kick out tender barbecue at any temperature. Okay. So that gave me confidence. Because I didn't really learn how to run a fire at a certain temperature as a kid. Okay. So I was like, okay, if I can't necessarily maintain a fire off the break, yeah. I can still. Yeah, you can still manage it. It's um, about thinking outside the box sometimes. A little bit about like you have to trim the meat. There are like certain things that you pick up on. Like you have to trim off. Like rub doesn't stick to fat. So you have to trim off as much surface fat as possible. I didn't know that. Um, because when the fat uh, gets hot enough, it melts. Yeah. And so the rub won't stick to a liquid. It'll just run right off. Uh, you have to trim off the silver skin. Again, when the meat hits a certain temperature, sometimes the silver skin just like dissolves. Yeah. 
but sometimes it doesn't. And so it leaves like a, uh, it's like a tough chew, like a tough bite. Even if you don't, even if it's only one bite on say a slice of brisket, that one bite will have the silver skin on top and then the rub won't penetrate, the salt won't penetrate. That's all new to me. And resting, that was the biggest thing that I took away. It seems like you learned, yeah, I've, you mentioned that a lot. Resting the meat because when I started resting my meat for more than an hour and a half, yeah. like the first time I cooked, um, uh, it was like nine pound pork butt and I let it rest for four hours and I pulled it apart. It was completely different. Okay. And that day when I came over here and served you the pork butt that I yeah. let, let rest for that full day, the texture was unreal. It was good. The texture yeah. is what comes from resting. So with those three things in mind, anybody can cook good barbecue. Yeah. For okay. me, I work backwards. When do I want to serve it? I have to start. It's how long is it? Gonna, how big is a piece of meat? The temperature I cook at, I cook at 275 because it just so happens that's the temperature my grill sings at. Okay. And how long, for me, how long does it take? It takes about an hour and an hour and 15 minutes per pound plus another 90 minutes usually because I have okay. to get through the stall. Then you have to let it rest. So if I want to cook barbecue, let's say, or want to eat barbecue yeah. at like 3 o'clock on Sunday, it's got to be done by like 1030 Sunday, Sunday morning. Okay. So I probably got to light the grill, 8, 9 o'clock, George, Saturday night. It's not a harp. Hey, Calm down. It's a barbecue tool. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Um just work backwards yeah. and be patient. So it seems like you're enamored with the process of cooking the barbecue. It's really meditative for me. Cool. I don't like cooking in a kitchen. I really like to cook. Yeah. And I really like to cook and eat with the people yeah. that I'm cooking for. So in barbecues, is like this thing. Like it takes time, but then you've got six pounds of meat that you can share. Yeah. That's awesome to me. So we're trying to turn this uh, passion project into a business now, which is kind of cool. And I'm glad you're enamored with the process. I'm enamored with trying to get people into the fucking door. And trying to figure out the business side of things. I've never run a business in my life. And I've I've learned how to sell to people or how to get people through the door. But it's also reaching out to these people and finding those people first. I mean, I can get that process. I can tell you what you want or how you want it. But Never managed anything before. Never managed anything that had money involved in terms of like, you know, this is ours. If we fuck up, we're going to have no money coming in. Like but I can, you, you were never in like a management position at any of your previous jobs? Uh... I mean, we can. I don't count BBC. Okay. I that was more so. If I fucked up, oh, we're not gonna have like ooh, this liquor for the night or something, or something might not be out. I can go grab it. This is us. This is totally all of all this inventory is us. If we forget something, we're losing money on our end. It's not if I forget something. Oh, we're still making thousands and thousands of dollars on the side, or they're making it. This is all us. So all the money that's come in, comes in is because of you, me, and Lucy. So it's uh in the payback downtown Oakland <laughs> and the payback again. If you're ever in Oakland downtown and you're trying to get a drink, go to the payback. Seriously, for real. So yeah, we have a barbecue business. DCQ. We'll be posting on Facebook. Hit us up if you have a comment. Please. What are we on? See, this is a part where I come in like a CEO and I'm completely not responsible for the social media. So aspect. what are we on? So we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. DCQ Oakland for both. Check it out. DCQUE. Yes, DCQUE Oakland, uh, DCQUE, uh, just in case you don't find us normal, you can just type that in. You should find it on Instagram pretty fast. Picture of barbecue meat, easy. I'm pretty sure the, the it's like my mug, black and white, wearing uh, an apron. That is for the Twitch, or the Discord we have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not on there. But anyway, f- please follow us, leave some comments, come check us out. We post when we're going to have our uh, services, which is usually on a Sunday which are usually on Sundays. Uh, we're trying to expand that, but we need to find a way. 
looking for venues, looking for opportunities, looking for new jobs so we can have some seed money. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, speaking of jobs, any fun stories, anything good? (laughs) Any updates on your life? I don't. I was working at a joint. um, I don't want to use the term pop-up because it wasn't a pop-up. We're a pop-up. Right. They they were actually like in the kitchen. Okay. You know. Yeah. But it was a kitchen and a bar. And the chef recently ceased operations in the bar. So you had just gotten this job. It was there. We we did it for four weekends. So you had about a month. A month of weekends. Yeah. A month run. Okay. And it it turned out that the chef wasn't really uh, getting the turnover he expected. Right. What was he he expecting? When I've opened like seven or six or seven restaurants in my career, okay. like part of the opening crew. Okay. That's cool. And one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of people have mismanaged expectations, particularly in the hospitality industry. Restaurants don't make money, son. Restaurants, fine dining restaurants don't make money. That's really? why there are 45,000 TZI Fridays. <laughs> the mar- the margins yeah. on a fine dining restaurant are so razor thin That's wild. that it's hard to make money. The only people you see making money in like fine dining shit yeah. are cats that are on television or they have like four or five locations. Yeah. Like they got a New York joint and a Miami joint and a Vegas joint yeah, no, and an LA. You know what I mean? One joint. Like if let's just randomly throw out numbers, okay? Yeah. If one joint, I was working at one joint where they used to do like thirty-five, forty-five, fifty thousand dollar Friday, Saturday night shifts. Okay, that's like after. That's that's the number. That's just the number that came in the box over the course of service. Okay, but if the ingredients cost you twenty-five thousand dollars, like if you're getting really high quality ingredients, they're not cheap. If you're getting nice wine, you might be able to get like a a, a volume discount on it, yeah. but it's not cheap. It's not free. That's true. I mean, you might get some free shit, but they're not going to give you like a free 10 pound block of Toro. You're paying for that, you know? So the margins are so razor thin. Then you have labor Mm -hmm. on top of that. Then you have comps because it's hospitality and people come in and sometimes, oh, there's a friend. Oh, we spilled that. Mm -hmm. Oh, we broke that dish. Oh, we didn't cook that right. Oh, we ran out of that. We miscounted. So now we have to replace it with something else. We have to buy it because the guest is unhappy. Yeah. Not even counting desserts. That makes sense. You know, the margins are so thin. So people are like, I'm going to open this restaurant and I'm going to open doors and people are going to come in and I'm going to start making $30,000 a day. And that's just completely irresponsible. Unreal expectations. Completely irresponsible expectations. Okay. I think one of the things that this person did was not prepare themselves enough for the gradual climb that it takes. When a new restaurant opens, I'm not the type of person, unless I know the people that are open in the joint, yeah. I'm not going to show up for the first three months just because stuff has to get worked out. So did he think he was, he, did he go in there and just go like, okay, I'm just going to go, make good food and people are going to walk in. We're good. Maybe. Maybe the internet, sure. maybe like the internet. This is, this is the thing. There this is one of the dangers. Man. This is one of the dangers I have with putting my business on Instagram. Yeah. Like we, let's, let's say we have a thousand followers. Mm-hmm. And then they all show up the first night. Yeah. Right? And then they don't come back for a week. What am I supposed to do the other six fucking days? I feel it. Yeah. You know, don't let the don't let the internet be like, yo, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. They're not gonna be there every day. Yeah, I get it. You have to build up the reputation. You have to say, Oh, the food comes out clean. Yeah. Oh, the servers aren't assholes. Yeah. Oh, it's easy to get to and from at night. Oh, it's easy to get a reservation. When I call, somebody's always picking up the phone so that I can confirm things. Yeah. The menu, I like what I see on the menu. Um, it's just unrealistic and irresponsible expectations. And so when the first, I think the first night was a huge hit, partially because of the internet. Okay. And then when the success of that didn't translate to every single shift after that. Tapered off. 
which is uh real. Yeah. Which is what should have happened. Yeah. He just figured that it wasn't growing fast enough. Nah, uh, well, so was it <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't. So it was it was here's the thing. It, he wasn't doing fine dining. It was a it, yeah. it was a kitchen and a bar. It was like bar yeah. style tapas. We were doing like chicken wings. Yeah, okay. So here's and fries from and a shit. customer perspective. I went on the first I don't know if it wasn't the first service, was it? I think it was that f- I think it was one of the first services. That Friday. So it was the second day. Okay, so I went on the second one of the second services and you guys you were given hearty per- portions out and I enjoyed it. I was like, this is pretty good. Uh, you guys had what? Brisket sandwiches on top brisket of sandwiches. With the pretzel bun. Yeah, with a really pretzel nice soft pretzel bun. bun. And then you guys had the uh, mac and cheese balls. They were pretty big, sizable things. Then I came the next the next week or the week after and the portions changed. Which is nor that's normal that's too. That's fine. You're sizing, you're figuring it out, what goes, you know, what's going to sell, how it's going to sell. But I was also telling this cat, like, yo, first of all, okay, so we had a, we had mac and cheese balls yeah. that were maybe the size of a softball. Like deep fried mac and cheese, right. Breaded. They were pretty big. They were sizable, man. They're, they gave I two of f- them. I think, yeah, I think it was like snack. four and a half ounces per, yeah. right? I was like, chef, you got to make those smaller for three reasons. One, they're not going to cook right. When they're that big. Yeah. You're deep frying a softball. <laughs> the outside is going to be hot and the grease is going to be hot and the inside is going to be like lukewarmish and it's not going to be yeah. gooey. Secondly, portion size. Like if you, you can, instead of, you can still give them nine ounces, but instead of giving them like two, four and a half ounce balls, you give them three, three ounce balls yeah. and the three ounce balls cook way faster, more, way yeah. more uh, consistently Thorough, as well yeah. and easier to shape. You don't have your fucking sous chef like trying to make a, you know, with his fingertips. Yeah. Like he's actually using the palms he's of his hand. to throw a curveball and shit. And three, it's easier to execute. That makes sense. Yeah. It's faster and it's easier to execute. I mean, I've, like I said, I've opened multiple restaurants and I was uh, trying to anticipate things. So what did he have you doing? What were you doing? There? I was managing the shit out of that junk. Okay. I was like, I was responsible for creating the service style, uh, creating the menu interface, uh, organizing the money, organizing the receipt system, organizing. We had uh, one of the owners of the company bought a computer system that already came with an inventory tracking software, and it was all integrated, and she, she could sign online whenever she wanted to. So I didn't really have to worry about how to organize the data entry because it was automatic. But the system itself, that was, shit was all me. I had to talk to the bar staff, organize, like, plate running. Like, I was the boss. I was the front of the house boss. Yeah. Um, that's wild. While the other owner on, was in the back cooking, like I ran the front. You were brought on pretty late in the process too, if I'm not mistaken. You weren't brought on from the beginning, beginning though. Like I mean, but I, I knew the cat from before. Yeah, you knew him, but you were brought on while this they, was, well, this is already a thing. I mean, they didn't consult with me and any. Yeah, they wanted me to run it, but they didn't want Tell my you knowledge. How well, did they give you at least a guidance on how? No, they wanted me. They wanted to see if I could do it, and I <gasps> fucking a, I can do what that the hell shit. Do you want? Okay, yeah. It's not my money. Yeah, exactly. like that's I, what I'm saying. I can I can create I can give you suggestions. I can create a checklist for you to yeah. go through. Yeah, but it's ultimately your responsibility to manage your expectations. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they, they if they didn't give you any kind of guidance, and you're going to run it your way, and if they don't like that thing, they're going to have to tell you, and all this bullshit's going to happen because. But they they, they like the way I ran it. Okay, that, that wasn't the issue. The issue was the turnover. Yeah, and it wasn't enough. So you guys had a four week run, and it kind of went down. So yeah, blah. Pretty much. That's where we're at right now. Looking for new jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I mean, I need seed money. You know, it's yeah. big. I'm not born rich. No. Feel it. Same. <laughs> same, same, same. So I do have to ask you something. What? S- something about what's what's the dumbest thing you think you may have ever told a girl? I'm going to make this quick, but it's really stupid and you're going to laugh at me. So. First off, before you did it work. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we wound up dating. <laughs> for like three years 
Um, <laughs> I like that. I don't know. <laughs> so we wound up dating for three years, but this is what happened. Uh, this is when we were first talking, when me and one of my exes, and she like, what's your... Uh, we started talking about Smash Mouth for some reason. Smash Mouth? Yeah, this is the band. Like All Star? All Star. Wow. And uh, said, listen, I don't know why. I was like a weird pathological liar. Um, <laughs> was it drugs? <laughs> uh, no, there's no drugs involved. She's like, uh, she. we start talking about it. I'm like, you know, this is a weird fucking lie. She, I go, you know what? You know Astro Lounge, their first album? That's one of my favorite albums, and I listen to it all the time. I had the album, too. I didn't listen to it all the fucking time. I think I listened to it once and like tossed it in the trash. But yeah, I told her that. I mean, I can't. She wasn't turned off by it because we went out after that. <laughs> But yeah, it was a weird fucking lie. I just, I don't know why I said that. Why? What came into my head? You're making me think of the albums that I've listened to like once or twice and wish I didn't pay for. Memphis yeah. Bleak, the Memphis Bleak solo debut. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird fucking lie. That is a weird lie. Anyway, yeah. So continue. Sorry, that was the weirdest thing I've ever told somebody. <clears throat> in the course, in the course of working at this particular quote pop up unquote. Yeah. Pop in. Pop in. I heard. So I heard a man tell a woman. Woman found a condom in the man's trash can in, in the man's bedroom. Were these two people seeing each other? Frequently. Okay. And the man told the woman that it wasn't his condom. Yeah. Like in your bedroom trash can. Does he rent his room out Airbnb style? I didn't <laughs> I didn't ask any questions. Okay. And I didn't want to prod. Okay. But I that that came from where I was working and so I just wanted to see if he would said something dumber. Okay. I don't think so. Lying about no. Smash Mouth is weird not nearly as dumb it's not dumb it's just weird yeah no it's dumb it's that not about smash mouth dumb. Uh, i mean uh, i okay <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb it's dumb okay okay it's dumb. not you know the thing was dumb not necessarily yeah, you were dumb that the thing was just was a dumb. dumb thing to do anyway right. that's that's exactly what i'm saying well that sounds really stupid to even try and tell somebody <laughs> like that wasn't a smart move no so what happened did the man get in trouble you don't need to go into like complete details but uh, I'm, got, I'm almost certain he got caught i'm almost certain the man is in a lot of trouble at this point that's really stupid mm. that's really dumb what is there anything at stake there i think expectations were at stake that happens <laughs> yeah that happens These people are stupid who's putting condoms in your bedroom trash can i don't fellas, know fellas honey. I don't know. <laughs> Check your bedroom wastebaskets. I don't know. I mean, I, it wasn't me. I there's, mean, that's classic. There's two, that's textbook. It wasn't me. That's textbook. There's two things you could say. Either you caught me <laughs> or you caught me. <laughs> it's like there's no. I mean, you can say it wasn't me. I mean, I, I, my homie Johnny was in my room last night. I mean, what does that even make? I mean, what, uh, what do you get? Where do you go with that? Where do you go? Where do you go? You don't. You just don't. You, you don't. fucked up. Yeah. 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 All right, that sounds... Turn on the left blink. Sounds all bad. Anything else going on in life? What's happening? School is, like I said, school, school? is kicking my ass a little bit. Cool. My computer is dead. I'm trying to rebuild it. Okay. How much did you jump into the new computer? I got a new mobile, a new CPU, and some new RAM. Okay. It turns out that my windows... So, like, when you go to the... Put stuff in the recycling bin, and then you empty the recycling bin... Yeah. Apparently, Windows keeps a track of that. Yeah. And I had this hard drive since, like, 2011. Okay. And so, the... The hidden recycling bin file on my uh, my main hard drive was like 300 gigabytes. That's why. So I finally erased that. So now I have like 300 some odd gigabytes free on my hard drive. So Shit. that's nice. Okay. But I think I have an electrical problem with my motherboard. Yeah. And the USB ports don't really work. So I got to 
I got to finish the schoolwork before I can put the new stuff in because if the new stuff doesn't work, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's transition a little bit into games. I just want to talk about games. Hmm. Real so quick. When I bought the new motherboard, I got the Division 2 for free. Have you played it yet? Okay. It's I need a new motherboard. That old mother. DC, baby. That's where you're from. All right. DC. A shout out to the Division 2, Fallout 3, and Siphon Filter. There you go. The three games. All set in DC. Set in DC. Siphon Filter even had the, the fucking Metro map accurately animated. Uh, accurately. Yeah. Yeah. Animated out. in the game. It's just. um. The colors are wrong. Uh, okay. Like instead of the orange line, it was pink. Yeah. The red line was green. Okay. It was intentional, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, the, trust me, the lines were accurate. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're banned from ever eating on this podcast again. You're I lucky I don't have the effects I on. I hear you breathing <laughs> after you chew, motherfucker. <laughs> what else? Uh, video games. What am I playing? What is Josh playing? I'm still on Final Fantasy VII. Are I'm trying you? to beat the weapons now. Okay. Have you beat the game game? Or you're just being weapons? No, because when you beat the game, you don't you can't use those characters and continue, remember? I don't remember that. Yeah, like it's it's old school. So when you beat the game, the last save file is the last save file. Yeah, so yeah. like when you go down Northern Crater. Yeah. You just go back up. <laughs> at a certain point, you can't do that anymore. Um, okay. So you have so you beat any of the weapons? What's the name of the weapon that flies around? Is that ultimate weapon What's that ultimate? flies? Yeah. So I beat yeah. ultimate weapon. Okay. Underwater. That's the easiest one. That's it. Yeah. Um fuck emerald weapon emerald weapon then ruby weapon emerald weapon's hard emerald weapons they're next. both fucking hard actually emerald's on the timer right if you don't have the underwater material which i do okay and ruby is the one that can fucking just destroy your whole team she's also on a, that one's also on a timer i think it's like 24 turns before they kick out one character and then yeah. 30 before they kick out the okay. second does it count their turn so is it every character's individual turn counts as one ruby turn? weapons turns okay 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 Fuck that fight. The fuck those two fights. Especially because when you beat Ruby Weapon, you get a gold Chocobo. <laughs> you couldn't have beat Ruby Weapon without Knights of the Round. So. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. What are you going to do? Breed two gold Chocobo at that no. point in the game? Why not? <laughs> the ultimate. Uh, what am I playing? I beat Kingdom Hearts. We've been through that, I think. Yeah, not, we did. We beat that. Yeah. I beat Kingdom Hearts. Great. I'm playing Risk of Rain 2. So this is a game I used to play. I thought it wasn't out yet. It's out now? It's on Alpha. Yeah. It's, oh, Alpha. I, I, okay. It's, it's, a, it's practically a whole game. It's it's a whole game. Uh, Risk of Rain is a game. It's a roguelike, they call them, kind of, where you, if you die, you start from the beginning. It's an amazing game. You pick a class. There's Commando, Huntress, uh, Robot, I'll call it, and a Mercenary. Each of them have their own separate, different skill sets. Really fun. You go around killing monsters, finding different teleporters to go to different worlds. I don't want to say too much because I want you to look at the trailer. But it's a fun game. It's an alpha worth $20. It's on computer at the moment. But the first Risk of Rain is on every platform available. Is it on Steam? Yeah, it's on Steam. Or Epic? Uh, Steam. Or the sniping into the Borderlands 3 thing. Is it there, um, in, like, where, where does Rain come in? Risk of Rain? It's just the name of the game. There's no actual precipitation? Um, if the Risk of Rain is kind of like a, the difficulties of the game are called Drizzle is the easiest. Uh, fuck. I forget what the second one is, but the third one, the hardest difficulty is called Monsoon. And uh, it's nothing, it never really rains in the game, but it's really cool. The last level is usually called Risk of Rain, which is cool. And this game has amazing music, really fun, really addicting. I've spent hours on it. I've spent like at least 15 so far, and it came out last week. And that's me finding time to play the game because I have no time. So seriously, look into it. Fun game. Any other games? Any other games? Sekiro. I got to get this game. Once I get a job, I got to get Sekiro. I got to get Neo. 
Neo was fun, but I would go with Sekiro first just because it's new. Why not? Uh, Sekiro's fun. I just I bought Sekiro. I finally got... Okay, you were here last week watching me play. You fell asleep while I was playing. Yeah, Because I was a fighting a boss about 60,000 times. Same boss. It you, like, you turns out super easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. You had to find out the trick. Yeah, it was really easy. I, I Complete from software. I was like, yeah. he'll figure the trick out. I figured it out after a while. Oh, stupid. It took me like 10 seconds to beat him after I figured yeah, it out. Like, anyway, oh, my God. Really hard game. It's a game where you are meant to die multiple times just to figure out how to defeat one enemy most ha- of the time. Have you figured out, like, are there, are there differences? Like, if you beat a boss with without dying, is there a difference in, like, with dying? Have you figured out that type of stuff yet? I haven't figured that out yet. I've figured out that if you die too much and resurrect, which is a thing in the game where you can come back to life once a lot of the time, eventually people will start getting sick in the real or in the world that you're in so different npcs will start getting sick it's called the rot and i don't know what that means yet but i'm kind of like i've gotten like six people sick <laughs> i feel kind of bad nice stop getting your ass kicked yeah that's kind of what's happening sekiro is fun check it out from software they made dark souls demon souls if you've heard of those games if not let's do a so little technical it. review here how are the so graphics graphics are beautiful how are the colors colors are is it all like very, nighttime uh, stuff dark ish reds browns I remember that first one was at night and Pinks. on fire right yeah yeah how are the controls the controls are very much a, like a from software that game they feel like they're kind of clunky but they're not really it's just how everything's meant to move like if you jump so it's like your character's moves like he's heavy um i would say it's a it's like a delay more so like a delayed oh, react it feels really? like a delayed reaction when i hit a button like but it's kind of like the input's a little delayed okay Personally, that's how I feel about it. Sound. That's interesting. I don't like this. Uh, the sounds aren't... The voice acting is all right. I'm playing in English. I haven't really paid much attention to the sounds, to tell you the truth. I need to do that more. I will. I have a re- I'm have using the TV speaker, so there's no sound bar. Do you usually have um, headphones? No. When you're playing? Mm-mm. Okay. I used to when I had headphones. I had wires in them. But now they're all I have Bluetooth and everything. Sekiro's good, though. It's worth a try if you love... Getting your ass kicked. I have been looking forward to this game since the first time I saw it. was about a year ago I first saw something about this mm-hmm. game, I think. The review was cool. Or the reveal. You remember? Yeah. It was like a bone. It reminded me of tension. Twisting. Yeah. 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 It was cool. That's, I, like I, I've said, I'm doing too much schoolwork. Yeah. So when I find time to play Final Fantasy VII, I play for like two hours and cry because I keep getting my ass kicked by every weapon. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think I have to go level up my materia or something. Maybe. Well, that's games. We have a few minutes to talk about some news. Want to hit some news? Let's do a little bit of Over the Bay Classic commentary here. Right. So. So before we talked about this story where the, uh, they're raising the bridge toll, first of all. Yes. Did they already do that? Yeah, it already happened. It happened. But they're going to keep raising it for the next few years. Fuck. And they, a couple of episodes ago. What bridge? The Bay Bridge. Bay Bridge? Okay. The the Willie Brown Bridge. Okay. okay. And so they, we also talked about a story where they're thinking about Having um, some sort of ferry cross from Richmond into the city, or the no, they're going to rebuild the Berkeley Marina. So what it is is it's a um, it's a shallow water ferry. So it's a small little hovercraft that they want to make, like the like the kind that you used to have remote controls for back yeah. in the early mid nineties. That's what they're looking doing studies on with like pontoons uh, and the big fans on the back, like, yeah, like Louisiana Bayou. Yeah, show. there you go. That's mm-hmm. a good way to describe it. That's perfect. And for some reason, they decided that it was going to take until 2035 to implement the <laughs> system. Yeah. Which means that they don't really give a fuck and they're not actually going to try to do it. They're just going to talk about it. So you keep voting for them. It's like the train. 
Yeah, right. We're going to build you a high-speed train, and we're going to take all these government bonds, and we're going to charge taxes for it. And then when it comes time to build the train, we're going to say that the the train has nowhere to go. (laughs) Like, there's no... What do you mean? (sighs) It's it's preposterous. It's ridiculous. And they actually obviously got it through because the... Well, no, remember... The toll's up. Well, the toll is up. Yeah. But the lawsuit's up, too. Yeah, there's a lawsuit now. So what's up? Uh, There is a lawsuit suing for the bridge toll increase basically i believe the actual legal document says what the fuck are you doing (laughs) what is happening here and so what the politicians are claiming is that because um the bridge toll is in peril now they can't afford the shallow water hovercraft study not even to to buy the fucking craft just to do the study to make sure yeah there's water between richmond and san francisco we can use a hovercraft on it. Yeah. So it's essentially the what tax? What are they going to study? <laughs> I don't know if the hovercraft is viable. For, Drive it back for and forth for a week for ferrying. Open it up and fix it and do it for another week. If yeah. you can do that, that's as much study as you need. What's that? Ten man hours of mechanical work and uh, one pilot just driving back and forth like an asshole for a couple hours. Yeah. This so is the type of thing that they can have running 24 hours a day because Bart sucks. Do, do like, you know who sued? No. So apparently it's the um, Taxpayers Association. They needed a two-thirds of wh- vote. Of what jurisdiction? It is. The article we're looking at for this story is on the San Francisco Examiner. Yeah. Funding was halted when Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association sued the grounds on the grounds that the toll hike needed a two-thirds vote of the electorate, not a simple majority, because it's an alleg- it's allegedly a tax. So... That's an interestingly circuitous piece of logic right there. They didn't get the whole vote, all the votes they needed. They did it on a majority vote. It's supposed to be a firm two thirds. No, which you're so what that's what they are uh, yes. saying because they're saying that the bridge toll is a tax, mm-hmm. not a toll. Mm-hmm. Tolls are taxes. Tolls, tariffs, tax. Why do you think they all start with T vowel? I mean, well, um, mm. bitch, pay me to use this thing that you already paid for. Yeah, the bridge is already built. I'm, I'm trying to hold on. The city's already built. Yeah. Like, I don't understand parking meters either. The, the the street's already built. Why do we have to pay to use the street that our taxpayer money? Like the upkeep, f- baby. Upkeep. That would be Service great upkeep. if you would actually upkeep oh, dude, the streets. You don't see guys doing work all the time, hitting I see. the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the meter maids? You have meter maids. We have the meter uh, maids pounding the pavement. Standing there with slow and stop signs telling me to go sometimes. You don't see that? That's upkeep. I just saw these guys leveling the floor like a week ago, right outside of my house. Created a bunch of noise. I don't think they did anything. I don't see any difference. But they made some noises at like nine in the morning while I was trying to sleep. And so that validates you having a meter across the street from your domicile. <laughs> yeah. Can't even park on your fucking street. No, you can't. You really can't. It's it's a, it's stupid. It's a waste. So it's not a waste. It's what's the, what's the, the term where you create a source of revenue that you can immediately steal? <laughs> Not largesse. It's not laundering. No. Um, Intentional. It's theft. <laughs> that's yeah. That's one way to put it. <laughs> that's definitely one way to put it. Uh, yeah. So it's uh these guys are trying to. Hopefully they're trying to nullify the bridge tax. All the bridge the bridge toll the increase. Bridge toll. I'm gonna start calling it the bridge tax. Fuck it. They can stop there at least where they're at. Stop going higher. I don't, Do you know what the rates were? I forget. We looked at it once before off hours. Yeah. So from. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. is peak hours Monday through Friday, and 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. are peak hours Monday through Friday. Okay. Before, during those times, it was $6. 
off peak hours were Monday through Friday, not in those hours I mentioned. That was four dollars, and the weekend was five bucks. Okay. And they increased all of those a dollar. I think it was January first or February first. Okay. Of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, fuck that. That sucks ass. We'll get back to that when it's boring. Largess is fucking ridiculous. Late stage capitalism. I mean, can we just let it? We need to let this shit die, man. Tim Hardaway, okay. your 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 boy. I don't Tim, know Tim Hardaway. So the Warriors yeah. when they were good. In the 90s? Okay. Does the term TMC mean anything to you? TMC? No. Was it a move? Tim Hardaway, Mitch Robinson, and Chris Mullen. They no. were, the, were the big three. They were the big three? Okay. In the Warriors in the 90s. Damn. Tim Hardaway was a point guard. Not a bad player. I didn't know dude he was played, in the Warriors. Okay. Dude played hard. I think uh, he, yeah, and I think he won. Didn't he win a ring in Miami with Shaq and did he? Dwayne Wade? Okay, I he think p- he was playing in Miami around that time with Alonzo Mourning and Shaq. And he stuff. played hard. Did he think hard? No. Why? No, he did think hard. Did he think hard? In the wrong direction. Okay. I think this dude was thinking hard all the time. Okay. So it was 2007 and he came up with this excessively homophobic rant. Yeah. And he's uh, basically uh, gay dudes in the locker room don't belong. Get the fuck away from me with that homophobic shit. Or from uh, get the fuck away from me with that homosexual shit basically was what he was saying. I'm paraphrasing his sentence, his phrase. Yeah. But basically what he was saying was hateful. I hate homosexual stuff. Uh and so okay. recently, somebody yeah. gave him a platform to talk about why he's not in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, because apparently everybody who was popular for three years in the NBA deserves to be in the Hall <laughs> of Fame. And he says it's because of that rant, that 2007 rant. So you fucked up. Now, I'm a huge fan of giving people chances, mm-hmm. multiple chances. Yes. Sometimes you need to go somewhere and learn some stuff yeah. and then come back and show that you've had some human growth. You know? Yeah. Everybody's capable of growth, I think. I sincerely believe that. That makes sense. Now, Tim Hardaway, 12 years after this initial homophobic rant, has this platform with ESPN. And the quote that ESPN wrote is really telling to me. Would you please read it? It's highlighted right there. And that's what I did. While I eat a club cracker. Yeah. And that's what I did. I'm trying to do what's right. Supporting gay people. What he's talking about, and that's what I did. He was like, Mm -hmm. when you make a mistake, like he grew up with the elder folk. They were like, when you make a mistake. Say you made a mistake and then work to correct it. Yeah. If you have to change yourself, change yourself. Okay. And that's what I did. Supporting gay people and transgender transgender people. I want people to understand what they go through and understand them as people. They shouldn't be seen as other people. You shouldn't call them derogatory name, essentially redacted, or look at them or look at them all ugly. (laughs) Jesus fuck. So ESPN had Tim Hardaway give an interview and they redacted the most essential part of this interview. You go somewhere and you learn not to use homophobic language and I'm guaranteeing you in that quote, he said faggot or queer or homo, some sort of slur that ESPN decided to use, that ESPN decided to bracket out. Yeah, they bracketed it. It's a literary (laughs) technique where instead of using parentheses, you use brackets and you can change an entire quote by using brackets. Mm Mm-hmm. He said a slur. I guarantee it's, it's just tea. so they don't repeat it, essentially. Why not tell the truth? Hey, Tim Hardaway, you're not in the Hall of Fame because of a homophobic rant. That's why he's not in there. And you're still you're, using homophobic you're slurs. You're, he's an idiot. Maybe he also, okay. What if he also wasn't good enough as a basketball player to get into the Hall of Fame based on his basketball career? But he was, wasn't he? No? I don't know. See, I don't know. It's, I, for me personally, I think it's up for debate. Okay. Not, like I said, not everybody that plays in the NBA deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's true. So just because you were in the NBA doesn't mean you deserve a yeah. gold jacket. I think it's a gold jacket in the NBA. I'm not a big sports person, but I would say that you, your ability on and your on the court and your 
persona off the court should also com- be seen in both regards. Like, I know it's the Basketball Hall of Fame is about basketball, but you should also be an upstanding, a good person. The Major League Baseball Hall of Fame has some names. That shouldn't be in there. If we're going by character concerns, yeah, absolutely. Like See. known blatant racists. See, baseball has a long history with that, though, right? I mean, baseball has a long history with cheating in general. Yeah. <clears throat> So there are a lot of cheaters in the Hall of Fame. So the Baseball like, Hall of Fame is not very... Uh, I'm just saying it's a Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's their Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame should be handled by outside sources. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I go. I'm so happy you said that shit. The people who work in sports, like sports media, should not be responsible for figuring out who gets in the Hall of Fame. Mm. I think that at this point, it should be a panel of people that are in the Hall of Fame that are still alive. Okay. Like a panel of people like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> this is not first this is not a this is not a show. This is not a television show. This is not a Saturday Night Live sketch. I don't understand how this cat keeps getting raises. Speaking of, yeah, my man just got a raise. He is now without, in line. Without dispute, he is about to be the highest paid ESPN sports colored commentary around. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, the one and only. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> This dude was like a month ago was on TV talking about, I can't wait to see, he talking about football. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to see this cat playing the game. Yeah. He's been a beast all year. The dude tore his knee up in the preseason <laughs> and didn't play one snap during the regular all. season at all. <laughs> like, you're on TV and the other dude who actually watches football made a face. You could, he was like, like, he knew he wasn't supposed to make a comment about how wrong this dude is. But he you was get like, paid more than me. Dude's on, he's like, dude's on injured reserve. What are you doing? So Stephen A. Smith is going to be a, a big head. He's going to be on all the commercials. <laughs> He's going to be everywhere now. They're going to be Stephen A. Smith bobbleheads. Yeah, I'm sure there already are, my man. Probably already Come are. on. Do you think he deserves it? Deserves? No. Do you think he earned it? By the way the economy is established, he absolutely earned it. This is a. He's a ratings draw. That's a good thing to say. This is a scary thing that i'm noticing a scary trend and it's not new it's just a scary annoying trend where it's that whole talk loud speak loud be as annoying as possible and you'll get the attention you want and that's honestly Stephen a smith is an example of that donald trump is an example of that who else is an example of just speaking loud info alex, wars guy alex jones yeah, yeah that's his name um that other guy he's Shut another up and dribble another fat guy white guy conservative rush limbaugh rush limbaugh he's been doing that for he's decades. been doing that forever he's decades. one of the big guys yeah he he actually got hired by espn yeah so he had been saying racist stuff on republican <laughs> radio for years yeah. got gets hired by espn and it says like on his first night on espn is like the only reason people like donovan McNabb is because he's black then like the next day he's like what's the hubbub why are you guys mad at me fired <laughs> <laughs> like, almost, like almost immediately Good. fired Good. I'm glad they took some action. Some. This is the 90s, though. Yeah. So, yeah, just people who talk a lot are any, are getting all the attention and getting all the uh, fame and shit. Instead of people aren't looking at what they're saying, they're just listening to loud noises, and it's entertaining, and look where we're at. Our president is that. I don't have a problem with people being entertained through they're, sports media. I'm okay with it if they're entertained. I have a problem with it being labeled as news if it's, yeah. and information. Yeah, you can't tell me you're telling me fact when you you're ha- screaming stupid shit. You have to label it as editorial or opinion. Yeah. A lot of times these cats don't even have accurate facts. These yeah. cats in the big studios, Stephen A. started off as a beat reporter for the 76ers, I believe. Really? During the Allen Iverson years. Yeah. So he had a lot of interesting Allen Iverson stories, yeah. you know? But he doesn't, he doesn't work that hard anymore. He doesn't get that type of scoop, you know? Yeah. 
So his information is based off work other people do, and then he forms opinions on it. I hate that. Uh, secondary we could shit. definitely talk about. Yeah, he's commenting on commentators or on people that get right. real facts. Because nowadays, if you actually read sports journalists, yeah. it's like everybody's writing a blog. Yeah. And everybody has an opinion. Nobody's trying to present any facts. A, a lot of it is like nerds, like stat nerds. Yeah. Who couldn't. Don't have that social aspect. Not even a social aspect. Don't have the athletic ability. It well, became yeah. like, oh, I noticed this anomaly in the numbers. Let's expand this. Yeah. And now like a sports story is now like half statistical analysis, half opinion. And there's very little actual information. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just the whole sports culture. What are we really spending our money on with this? You know what I'm saying? Like we're giving them free stadiums and tax Easy, breaks. digestible information. It's not, I don't want to know all the facts. Just give me the fastest route to what I need to know so I can move on with my day. Did, did anyone pay attention to Rome during high school history? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> That's it. With that, let's uh let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. We are going to be going putting up a bunch of episodes here in the next couple of days. A ton of them. And we're probably going to start recording more regularly here soon. And at the end of this episode, you are going to hear a bumper. I'm going to add the bumpers into these episodes. Probably all the episodes that I'm going to upload that I get are going to have bumpers now that are going to have our social media and everything. Nice. Just a warning. And one thing I need to leave off on. I need you to sizzle in your head, everybody. John Cho, you remember Harold and Kumar? The Asian guy, Harold and Kumar? I remember that. I never saw any of those movies. Do you remember? I, do you know their faces? I, I know the, yes. So the cast was revealed for Cowboy Bebop and he's Spike. That John Cho. We're talking later. <laughs> we, I, I've read John Cho and I was like, John Woo? No, John Cho. John Cho. So Harold and Kumar, uh, Harold is yeah, he's um, Spike Spiegel. Uh, I'm down. Kato, the, the Green Hornet remake. Yeah. And he's also, isn't he in uh, Star Trek, right? Star Trek. I almost said Power Rangers. Yeah, he's in Star Trek. He is in Star Trek. He is in Star Trek. This is going to be interesting. I'm not against it. I'm pretty much against any live anime adaptation. I'm ready. They have an okay cast. We'll see. All right. That's where we'll sizzle back on that next episode. All right, John. All right. Peace. Peace. If you spend too much time on social media, follow us on Twitter, Over the Bay 20XX, Instagram, Over the Bay 20XX. And Patreon, over the bay.